Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate Sunday of Divine Mercy. Assisting us today, our lector is Henry Hegerly. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and our presider is Father Daniel. We walk by faith and not by sight, no gracious words we hear from him who spoke as none have spoke, and we believe him near. We may not touch his hands and side, nor follow where he trod, but in his promise we rejoice and cry, my Lord and God. We walk by faith and not by sight, no gracious words we hear from him who spoke as none else spoke, but we believe him In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. As we continue our celebration of Easter on this Divine Mercy Sunday, let us now pause for just a moment and call to mind our wounds, call to mind our hurts, call to mind our frustrations, call to mind our brokenness, and let us just open ourselves up more deliberately, a little bit more honestly to God's healing and strengthening, mercy and love. Lord Jesus, you came to heal us, to forgive us, to strengthen us, and to reconcile us with one another and to the Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you call sinners those hurting like each and every one of us. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you plead for us personally at the right hand of your Father in glory. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you. We glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. 
for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindle the faith of the people you have made your own. Increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, and by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The community of believers was one in heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles bore witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great favor was accorded them all. There was no needy person among them, for those who had owned property or houses would sell them, bringing the proceeds of the sale and put them at the feet of the apostles, and they were distributed to each according to their needs. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. The Lord's right hand has struck with power. The Lord's right hand is exalted. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the
has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is begotten by God. And everyone who loves the Father loves also the one begotten by him. In this way, we know that we are loved the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. The love of God is this, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whoever is begotten by God conquers the world. And the victory that conquers the world is our faith. Who indeed is the victor over the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water alone, but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one that testifies, and the Spirit is truth. The Word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When Jesus had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive, whose, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to Thomas, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Beautiful passages of sacred scripture for us this, this evening. Beautiful celebration for us on Divine Mercy Sunday. Divine Mercy Sunday. It's just a powerful reality. If you just sit and think about it and pray about it, mercy, mercy. I mean, it is so deep. It's so profound. And there's so much written about it and, 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 and thought about it and taught about mercy. But some of the, sometimes the simplest notions can really have the most and the deepest impact. I was just uh, reading uh, some of the teachings of Pope Francis and other leaders of our faith family and helping me understand this notion, this, this reality, this, this gift of mercy. And I think I've shared this with you before that Pope Francis and others teach that mercy is, is, is choosing is choosing to enter into someone else's misery and responding to them. Choosing to enter into someone else's hurt. Choosing to enter into someone else's difficulty. Even if that difficulty hurts you, to choose to enter into their chaos and to respond to them in love. That's mercy. Another notion of mercy comes from our Hebrew Jewish tradition, which is our Catholic faith tradition, and that comes from the Hebrew word, I'm going to try it, I don't speak Hebrew, but do, I'm going to do my best, Rahamim, Rahamim. You don't need to repeat it, don't worry about it, it's Hebrew, and it means womb, a woman's womb, believe it or not. 
But there's a second definition. It means mercy. Isn't that fascinating? In our Hebrew tradition, womb and mercy are the same word because they're supposed to convey the same sentiment, the same reality. The womb of a mother is where that bond of of love, compassion begins between a mother and a child. (laughs) And our Jewish faith is helping us recognize that mercy is just like that. How about that? Taking someone to yourself, sharing, allowing someone into your life, holding someone, not necessarily physically, but holding them in your life, close to you as your own womb. Isn't that fascinating? Ra ha mim. (laughs) In our Jewish tradition, it means womb. Isn't that a fascinating reality? If we could just practice that, those two notions put together, if we could just keep it simple and out of love, choose to enter into someone's hurt and respond to them with that womb of compassion. That's mercy. And that is what is offered to each and every one of us, each and every day of our lives, starting with baptism and every day hereafter. Praise God, because God loves us. And that's where mercy springs. That's where mercy flows from. It's, it's love. It's God's love made and applied to our lives. And a fascinating notion here in the gospel, you heard me proclaim that when Jesus entered the room, which was locked, he not only shared peace with them, which is a huge, hugely profound notion in our Hebrew Catholic tradition, peace, shalom in Hebrew, shalom, but it means more than just our notion of peace, the absence of conflict or absence of turmoil. It means so much more. It means harmony. It means it means wholeness. It means completeness. And that's what Jesus is offering all of us, not only his, his disciples here in the upper room after the resurrection. He's offering wholeness, peace, shalom, peace be with you. And what does he do? It's an interesting detail, and we just scan right over it oftentimes. But I, as you may know me, I like the little interesting details in the sacred scripture that we quite often just breeze right over. If you are listening, the gospel, John chapter 20, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Again, and when he had said this, he breathed on them. I don't know about you, but I don't like getting breathed on. I don't, especially now, that's why we're wearing all these masks. But seriously, doesn't that find, doesn't that, doesn't that strike you guys as odd? I mean, 2,000 years ago, I don't think it was a custom then either to go into a room, hey, how's everybody doing? And breathe on people. Isn't it kind of weird? Yes, it's weird, Father. Exactly, it's weird. Why is it weird? Because it's not done all the time. But Jesus did that. Why? Why do you think he's doing that? Because it goes all the way back 
to Genesis chapter 2 and all throughout the rest of sacred scripture. Jesus is sharing with them his spirit. In our Jewish tradition, boy, I'm telling you all the Hebrew words now. I didn't even realize this. In their Hebrew tradition, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, is known as the Ruha, the Ruha. And it goes back to Genesis chapter 2, where God formed man out of the clay of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. <laughs> and Jesus is doing the same thing here in the Gospel, John chapter 20. He's bringing the apostles back to life with the Holy Spirit, with mercy, with forgiveness. And that's what Jesus is also saying. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whose, whose sins you hold bound are not forgiven them. It's about forgiveness. Mercy translates to, to the practical application of forgiveness, of helping us and other people let things go. Because this world tends to bog us down with attachments and things that cling to us. And many times, for myself included, our hurts and our frustrations, our past sins, they weigh us down and they bog us down and they inhibit us from truly living as we want to live. And that's why God is offering us mercy that compassion, that womb of compassion. <laughs> he's entering, he's choosing to enter into our misery. Christ crucified, entering into the misery of humanity, right there. And he's responding to us by the resurrection. New life, forgiveness. <laughs> and that's what God is offering to each and every one of us. But as we know, as Dr. Joanne Paradise was sharing with us a few weeks ago, right before Easter, we know that breath is not just one way. We all know this. You can't just breathe one way. You got to breathe in, and you got to breathe out. You can't just accept God's love, which is very important and vital, integral to our life, but we got to share God's love with others. And that's what it's all about. Love, mercy, forgiveness, compassion, life, freedom, healing, and strengthening. So my family, think about these notions. Think about mercy. Think about this womb of compassion that we so desperately need from God and from one another. Let's all recognize that we all hurt. Let's all recognize that we're all broken. And let's choose, as Pope Francis is saying in teaching, choose out of love to enter into the misery and the chaos and the hurt of others. And when we choose to do that, when we choose to breathe out the breath of life and to share it with others with mercy and compassion and forgiveness, we will find life here and now and life eternal. My family, now let us turn to our loving Father and ask Him to hear and answer our prayer by responding 
Lord, hear our prayer. That on this Divine Mercy Sunday, the church may rededicate herself to living, to living and proclaiming Christ's mercy, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the graceless week to face the trials and difficulties mm. of life with the confidence and certainty that come with Christ's victory over death, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those gathered here and all whom we love, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, may we grow even closer to our Lord, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Today we remember Anthony Kolowski, Amelia Dukowitz, Robert Kingokowitzki, Francis Mary Marcus, Catherine Rosick, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our heart, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And today we remember Karen Pusutti, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope of peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please now be seated for the preparation of the altar and the celebration of the Eucharist. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of the church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. For those unable to join us physically, we now pray a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. We have a we have a special guest honoring us with her presence tonight, a, a child of our parish who's a, a dignitary in our a religious faith family. 
Uh, Sister Connie is visiting us. Uh, she's, she was a, a member of our parish for many, many years as a child, but now she's a member of the Immaculate Heart of Mary Religious Order of, uh, of Religious Sisters based out of Scranton. But she's here gracing us with her presence uh, this evening. So let's, let's ask Sister Connie to stand up. And, come on, Sister Connie. You're special. Amen. Amen. Sister Connie's here. Praise God. A daughter of our parish. Also highlighting that there are many different vocations in life. Vocation meaning to call. God calls each and every one of us back to himself. Why? Does he need us? Does he need us? No, he's God. He doesn't need any of us, just so we're clear. But he wants us to be with him for our sake. And he calls each of us back to himself, always. Come on back. He's like, Connie, come on back. Daniel, come on back. There, he's calling us all back, but it's so hard for us to hear him. It's so hard for us to see him. It's so hard for us. To, it's so difficult for us to respond to him. But that's why many of us, or many of you, have chosen the most popular vocation response to God's call, married life, where you help each other get back to God. You help each other hear God. You help each other see God. And you help each other return to God. That's the beauty of the vocation of married life. But vocation to religious life is Sister Connie and many other religious sisters and brothers give their lives to the church, give their lives to the community, respond to the church and the community, and then they get back to God. Amen. So let's also recognize that other than married life, there's single life too and religious life. Beautiful ways to respond to God's call to glory. Amen? Amen. Also, since we got a lot of time, uh, there's, a, there's a one other little, well, two other little interesting points, and they all, they focus on the same reality here, and it's forgiveness. And we all know forgiveness is difficult. Let's be honest with each other. You know, it's, it's very difficult. And I think many of us don't do it because we have a false understanding of what it means afterwards. Let me break this open. Again, oftentimes we don't do it. We don't offer forgiveness. We don't engage in that forgiveness and reconciliation because we are misunderstood about what's supposed to happen afterwards. Because I think many of us have a false understanding of what love is supposed to do for us. Love does not necessarily bind us all together like we're on top of each other. <laughs> you know, this is coming from me. I'm an introvert, just so we're all clear. <laughs> I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So we have to recognize that we don't always have to be all over each other and be connected to others. So Winston, when someone hurts you, you could forgive them, but that forgiveness doesn't mean you've got to forget everything that happened to you. Forgiveness doesn't mean lose your memory. Jesus never said forgive and forget, just so we're all clear on that. He never said forgive and forget. He says forgive, let things go for your sake, but also try to work towards reconciliation in love with the other person or the, you know, with the other situation involved. But that is my point here today, right now, just to, to work towards reconciliation in love. But what does that mean? We have to break it open. What does that mean? Does that mean that we always, now we have to hang out with that person that hurt us, even though we forgave that person? It does not mean that. It does not mean that. I'm sorry, it does not mean that. We're supposed to forgive them. We're supposed to love them, to offer mercy and compassion towards them. 
But that doesn't mean that we have to be around them. Let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. And this comes from sacred scripture. This is a teaching in sacred scripture. Genesis chapter 13, if you want to test me on it. Genesis chapter 13. Abram and his cousin Lot were fighting. Their households were huge and they were getting in arguments with each other. So Abram, who became Abraham, check it out, Genesis chapter 13. Abram went to Lot and said, hey, I love you, you love me, but we don't get along. Abram said to Lot, you choose left, I'll go right. You choose right, I'll go left. Out of love, they went their separate ways. Mm. Out of love for each other, which means the benefit of the other, the good for the other. It was good for the other for that person not to be around. Fascinating. So it's okay to love from a distance. It's okay to forgive, let it go for your sake. And love them from a distance. <laughs> it's okay. Because sometimes in those tough situations, the hurt keeps on bring, coming up and coming up so it's never really healed. It's never really forgiven. It's never really reconciled. So we really have to be understanding and what that means to be reconciled in love. And we, we, the way we equate it in our Catholic faith is we, we, we look at ourselves as a body, a body of Christ. Think about this. Is my foot connected to my kidney? No. <laughs> if my foot was up here connected to my kidney, I think that'd be a bad, I'd be in some trouble. My body is one, but everything is not touching each other. <laughs> it all works together, but it doesn't have to be on top of each other. My foot is down there, my kidney's here, my heart is up here. They're separate, but they work as one. That's us, as the body of Christ. If we would just show each other mercy and love more often, and it's okay to do that from a distance, with compassion, because that brings healing. And then eventually, we can come back together fuller. Amen? Amen. Something to think about. Pray about it. Let us stand and pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that our reception of this Paschal Sacrament may have continuing effect in our minds and in our hearts through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. I come with joy, a child of God, forgiven, loved, and free. The life of Jesus to down for me. I come with Christians far and near to find as all are fed the new community of love in Christ's community.
Christ breaks bread and bids us share each proud division ends. The love that made us makes us one and strangers now are friends. The Spirit of the risen Christ unseen but ever near is in such friendship better known alive among us here together met together bound by all that God has done will go with joy to give the world the love that makes us one. I come with joy, a child of God, forgiven loved and free the life of Jesus to recall in love laid down for